Be quiet now. The show's about to start. Bump Podcast Lab. Brussels, where policy, politics, and business converge in the EU quarter. But beneath the facade of bustling bureaucracy and polished professionalism lies a darker narrative, one that unfolded on a bitterly cold, icy February morning in Park Leopold. Here, floating face down in a semi-frozen pond, was the body of my now former colleague, Brett Kobe, a communications consultant with an expansive network and a reputation as a cruel and vindictive man Brett ruled the communication scene of the EU bubble with an iron fist for years. But with such influence comes a long list of enemies, jealous competitors, and terrorized clients. He just wouldn't stop asking me what the communication objective was. Over and over and over and over. I just wanted to make a podcast to impress my boss. The EU Council convened on that fateful day and the Belgian police were eager to return to safeguarding Belgium's greatest asset, Charles Michel. They saw the slick, icy pavements and hastily chalked it up to a tragic accident. But then, Tom Moylan, an underworked EU commission official with a penchant for true crime and conspiracy theories, began asking questions. He thought the police seemed too keen to close the case, and as he dug, what he found was disturbing. Well, Brett couldn't swim, so a slip on the ice and he was in the water. An open and shut case. But I noticed a subtle detail the police had overlooked. Brett, a man loathed more than most, had been in the thick of the EU's competitive environment for over 40 years. He retained his outward youthful exterior through a strict morning regimen. Cold face mask, cleanser, exfoliating scrub, toner, moisturizer, eye cream. The very same skin routine of Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Coincidence? I think not. Feared by colleagues and competitors alike, and known for his cruel demeanor, he made many enemies. And yet, even a monster like him deserves justice. Evasive suspects, incompetent police work, a 10-ish minute time limit? These are just a few of the obstacles I will face in my attempt to uncover the truth. Through this one episode long series, we'll dive into the colorful cast that made up Brett's world. From his high profile clients to his disgruntled colleagues, this is more than a story of murder. It's a tale of power, fear, and the quest for justice in the heart of Europe. But actually, it's more of a way to poke fun at Brett for 10 minutes while showing you, our dear listeners, how to make a brilliant audio fiction podcast. I'm Allie Caldwell, and this is Bumped Off. Interview with Tom Moylan, European Commission functionaire, 6th of February. Tom, thank you for coming forward. Uh, yeah, you said something about croissants and coffee? Yeah, yeah, all in good time, all in good time. I'm, uh, I'm investigating the Kobe murder. I read your blog post. You seem to think that what happened in Park Leopold wasn't an accident. How did you get there? Well, I walked. It's really close to the Berlmore. No, I mean, how did you arrive to that conclusion? Ah, well, the day I found out was like any other. I came into work before anyone else arrived at 11 a.m. Just in time for my first coffee break, scrolling through my X feed, where all free thinkers get their news, 
and I started to read about the Kobe case. What did you find out? Well, the cops were quick to rule it an accident, given the iciness outside. It was easy for him to slip, fall, hit his head. But there were a series of subtle clues that hinted that there may be more to it. First, the dusting of snow on the body formed an impenetrable barrier, obstructing the visual process of the Belgian detectives. Second, Brett is well known for being a good-for-nothing brute. He had a lot of enemies. He was almost begging to be murdered. And third, there was a subtle oversight in the police report. They focused on the head wound sustained in the fall and how the body was face down in the water. But if you looked very closely, there was another factor that just might have contributed to his death. The fact that he had been stabbed 47 times. Wow, you must have been a real expert to have spotted that. Any other insights? Look, everyone in Brussels wanted Brett gone. It would be impossible to interview everyone with a motive, but there are a few standout suspects. The last three people to see Brett alive. The night before his death, Brett had dinner at the home of Will Sermon. He's a bit of a foodie and a well-known knife collector. Well, that's not suspicious at all. Hey, Will. Thanks for joining us. Who's this guy? Don't worry, Will. Yeah, don't worry, Will. It's all above board, part of an investigation. Yeah, part of an investigation, Will. That's not very helpful in the interrogation, Tom. Sorry. An interrogation? An investigation? But, Ali, you're in communications. I'm just your client. What are you doing? I'll be the one asking questions here. Let's start with the night Brett was at your place. He invited himself over, correct? Yeah. Brett knew I was good at cooking and, well, he was hungry. So he just showed up at my home near Place Genre. I think he was asserting dominance. We heard he stayed quite late that night. Something seemed off. Yeah, he did seem reluctant to leave, but then, you know, Brett loves to schmooze. I notice you have a bandage on your hand. Cooking accident? These things happen when you're dealing with sharp knives. Speaking of sharp knives, Brett was sound stabbed. That's quite a coincidence, don't you think? Look, I can see how it looks, but I had nothing to do with that. I just cook with mine. Seriously, though, Ali, don't you have deadlines or something? I heard there was one client we needed to speak to. Elise Simox from <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Elise. Brett was managing your account. What was that like? Well, what do you think, Ali? Every time he came over for a tea meeting, he would just sit there drinking from a can of Coke and looking at us dead in the eye and almost challenging us to say something. So he was hard to work with. Yeah, but I mean, he got some good results. I mean, one time I've seen him dragging an MEP from his office by the shirt collar and yelling in his ear the key messages. It almost sounds like you respect him. I mean, I suppose I do, but only in a way you would respect the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park. I mean, it's respect, but mostly fear. I, I tried for the longest time to get him to like me, and I think he, he caught on to that. I think it's the only reason why you only wanted to work with Gloria in the videos for our company. It's his way of letting me know that I just wasn't good enough and he just didn't care about my feelings. And did that bother you? Of course it did, but not enough to kill him. Uh, for instance, the night he was murdered, I had invited him to this super fancy party. I mean, we had crystal fountains flowing with 
We had um, Cheetos, Doritos, Tostitos, all of the O's. And then we had Lay's in every flavor, just stacked. We had classic, we had barbecue, we had um, sour cream, we had cheddar and sour cream, we had sour cream and onion, sour cream and herbs. I'm um, to the point. <laughs> Tom, people really love sour cream. <laughs> um, but uh, Brett, I mean, what did he do? He was just schmoozing away all evening, talking to his colleague. Wait, who was he talking to? Uh, I think his name was Habib. Of course, it wasn't just clients who were suspects. I knew we had to investigate inside of Bump too, especially after Lisa's testimony. Habib, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure to help a colleague. So tell us about your relationship with Brett, Habib. Oh man, Brett is, I mean, was the best. He was humble, chill, down to earth. In many ways, he was kind of a mentor. Really? Nah, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> Old as fuck as well. So do you buy the story that it was an accident? Sure I do. Brett is, I mean, was great, but he's not perfect. How long do you think he spends on those LinkedIn posts? Everywhere he goes, he's buried in his phone, not looking where he's going, stumbling, tripping on things, stepping on children and small animals. He's just cranking out that sweet LinkedIn content, driving up engagement. I could easily see him hitting an icy patch and bam, in the war. And what about those stab wounds? How'd you know he wasn't stabbed before he died? Well, presumably he was, and then he was dead after that. Huh. I never really thought about it that way. On the other hand, Brett told me he's a really strong swimmer. Told me he was Ohio State champ in the barfly. Said he was known as the white LeBron James. Of the pool. A high school phenom. Said persistent Verrucas thwarted his Olympic dreams. Let's stay on topic. When was the last time you saw him? Um, we parted ways at the entrance to Park Leopold. About 30 seconds after we'd separated, though, I heard shouting. I turned around and saw him screaming into his phone. At, at first, I thought he was speaking with someone, but I think he was recording himself. Do you remember what he was saying? Yeah, it was something like, they just don't understand. There are people who are and people who are not right clients for Bump. After that, he just kept repeating, co-creation, good fit, sophistication, curiosity, partner, 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 trust, trust. He seemed a bit manic. <laughs> Someone started to approach him, I think, and he uh, started shouting some more. But by that point, he was uh, running out of steam, so I left. Did you get a good look at who he was shouting at? No, sorry. I had already hopped in an Uber and at, at that point and was headed home. So what do we learn? Surprisingly little. After a day's work in Brussels, Brett stopped by Will's to have dinner because he was hungry and didn't want to wait until he got all the way back to Antwerp to eat. After a couple hours of imposing himself on Will's household, he was invited by Elise to come to the event, where yet again he was a terrible guest, but he bumped into Habib. Huh? Huh? I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Uh, and Habib left him rambling like a lunatic in Park Leopold. This is your brain on LinkedIn. So, what do you think? In my opinion, there was only one man who had the motive, the murder weapon, and the opportunity. That night, watching from his luxurious Parkside apartment, was none other than disaffected Will Sermon. Will snuck up behind Brett, knocked him down, stabbed him over and over again in a fit of madness, and in a panic dumped the body in the pond. Will couldn't take it anymore and snapped. He couldn't handle Brett's long roll over the EU bubble a moment longer. What about you, Tom? What do you think? 
Weirdly enough, after everything I've heard about Brett, I think maybe it's for the best. Shall we just drop the case? You know what? Maybe you're right. Let's grab a beer at Grand Central. Bumped Off is an experiment from Bump Podcast Lab, and was recorded live in front of an audience in Brussels. It was written by Ali Caldwell and Tom Moylan, and produced by Ali Caldwell, featuring the voice talents of Will Sermon, Elise DeMarkt, and Habib M. Salem. The butt of the joke was me, Brett Kobe. For more podcast experiments, check out Bump Podcast Lab wherever you get your podcasts, or stop by our website at bump.nu. Bump Podcast Lab.